0: Hello everybody and welcome into the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Gross, and we are part of the Built in Buffalo Podcasting Network. The draft is over. It happened last week. I hope you had a chance to tune into our draft shows on Thursday and Friday. I will be recapping the picks really quick today and giving you my reaction to the draft, my reaction to the picks themselves. Talk a little bit about how uh, I think these picks are going to affect the roster and certain areas. No guests today, unfortunately. I'm hoping to do a huge guest series all summer long, starting in a week or two. Before we get into that, though, I need to tell you that you can find me on Twitter, at charlie underscore gross underscore. And once again, this is part of the Built in Buffalo podcasting network. We have a great lineup of podcasts for you, including Buffalo on the Brain with Vince Taylor. We have the Windchill Factor with my man Justice, The Bill's Corner with Iron Mike, All Day Buffalo with my man Elijah, and we have The Lowdown with Jake Jordan. So I really encourage you guys to check out all those other podcasts. Uh, I think they're really awesome. we got a great network, and we also have a YouTube channel at Built in Buffalo. I encourage you to check that out. I got a Friday show with my co-host, Izzy. There's some other shows on there. It's really awesome. Caveman just released his first episode. His first show on YouTube was really good. With that said, let's get into the draft picks. First pick at pick 30... Gregory Rousseau. Now, I'm not going to break these down in super detail. I know that there's other podcasts who are doing that. They're doing a great job. I'm just going to tell you my thoughts, my feelings. This is a guy, 6'7", like 270, who a lot of people, if you guys remember back in August, September, October, they had Greg Rousseau as the top five pick. Best edge Ed Rusher in the class. Some people had him as number one pick. And I know you're saying, oh, well, yeah, you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because, I mean, at that point, they thought he was the best player. Now, you know, they get into his film more and everything, but the guy's got talent. And is he the most bendy off the edge? No. No. I mean, but the Bills don't look for that, right? They're looking for this compression style edge rusher. I think edge rushers, in a way, the pass rush has started to change. You've got these guys who the quarterbacks are so athletic, and you're you want a guy who can win outside of structure. So it's up to the defenses now to find guys who can contain. It's the pass rush has become almost more about containment than about actually getting sacks. You want to contain Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying you don't want to move him off his spot. You want to move him off his spot, but you want to make sure at the same time you're containing him. Same thing with Pat Mahomes. The same thing that happens when people look at Josh Allen. Hey, we want to contain him. We don't want to let him roll out either way. We want to make his life difficult, but we want to at the same time contain him. And with quarterbacks releasing the ball so fast, don't underestimate the fact that you know, Rousseau has great length, a great wingspan, which hopefully is gonna help him knock down balls. So I'm here on the draft show, on Thursday, we get the pick. A lot of people who I was on the show with were not happy. They were very upset. I thought the pick was pretty good at the time. I thought about it more, and I really liked the pick. Totally on board. I think it's great. I think he can play inside. He can play outside. And I was a guy who was pounding the table for us to get younger at edge rusher. Because we have Epinesa, and aside from that, it's really nobody at the edge position who's young. They're all a bunch of old guys for the most part. And I understand Daryl Johnson. He's just going to be a basically uh spot guy a rotational guy special teamer he's i don't think he's ever gonna be like a starting defense event so we needed more youth totally on board so the next day comes and i find out that the pick is carlos basham and i'm thinking to myself and that one really that one really stuck with me i I remember i think my co-host izzy told me and i really like sat there and thought about i was like huh and it it took me about 15 minutes to really wrap my head around this pick because to me it didn't make sense because the way i look at it is let's address some needs and i said okay you got edge rusher in the first round so why are you getting it again there's other things we need in my opinion we need cornerbacks maybe a safety all this stuff so I was a little confused about it, although as I think more about it, I do understand what they're doing. You you can never have enough enough pass rushers, and there's no guarantee that Epinesa, Rousseau, Basham all work out. So you're hoping that two out of the three work out, and if all three work out, you've got a great young rotation going forward. And I know everyone's going to be doing these roster podcasts in the future, especially during training camp, but... Something that I've been really thinking about, and I have to mention it: Who's at the edge position for the Buffalo Bills? It's a pretty crowded room right now. I'm going to le- read you the list. I know it's been on Twitter, people put it on Twitter, but here's the list: Jerry Hughes, Greg Rousseau, Daryl Johnson, Mike Love, Mario Addison, AJ Epinesa, Carlos Basham, Brian Cox Jr., FA Obata. Who's getting cut? Because last year they kept five guys. Okay, so let's 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 see if we can find five guys to keep. Rousseau, Basham, Epinesa. There's three right there. Those are your young guys. You're not cutting them. Jerry Hughes. You're not cutting Jerry Hughes. He's your best pass rusher. Okay, so now what does that leave us with? It leaves us with Mario Addison, who's a veteran starter. Was he disappointing last year? Sure, but do you want to keep him and bring along the young guys slowly? That would be my guess. So there, you've got your five. Now, we're not even talking about a guy like Daryl Johnson, who's... A 4 face special teamer. Okay, there's six. Mike Love, Brian Cox Jr., practice squad, get cut, whatever. But then you got F.A. Obata. F.A. Obata's a physical freak, too. A... a- uh, not an elite pass rusher, but an upper, maybe an upper tier pass rusher, especially from the inside. Last year, we were all very excited about him. Once we got to know him more, so now we're at seven defensive ends. They usually keep five. I see a path to where you can keep six on the 53-man roster. I could I could make that work. I could do the math on that. So, but who's getting cut? Addison? I mean, a lot of people have suggested that is going to start, they're going to cut Addison. And I'd be fine w- with that in a way because I don't think Addison's that great. But we're also making the assumption that whether it's Epinesa or Basham or Rousseau, that they're going to w- win the starting job, obviously. And maybe the most likely person to win the job is actually Carlos Basham. Out of the three guys I mentioned, Basham, Epinesa, and Rousseau, He's got the highest floor. Or maybe it's Obata who wins the job. But you see my point. The Buffalo Bills have six or seven legitimate NFL defensive ends. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself, well, that's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have in a way, but you can't keep them all. <laughs> I mean, you want to keep them all. That that's So it's a good problem in a way, and it's a bad problem in a way. I want to keep all those guys. I mean, the guy I don't like... I like the least, is Mario Addison. But like I said, that brings us down to still having six or seven guys, and you're only going to keep five, maybe six at the most. I want to keep Hughes. I want to keep Rousseau, obviously. I want to keep Epinesa, obviously. Basham. I mean, those guys are locks. Those four are locks. But then you get into Obata. I like Obata. And you got Johnson for the special teams. So the question becomes is, are they going to keep six? I think they should keep six. But these are the types of questions that I'm thinking to myself, Oh man, we're gonna have to really do some roster gymnastics or something. You know, you don't, you never hope for an injury, but they, they've been known to stash guys who have injuries. Oh, this guy got injured, put him on injury reserve, and oh, he's, we're gonna stash him for the whole year. They've done that with lots of guys. So at the end of day two of the draft, round three, the Buffalo Bills picked Spencer Brown, an offensive tackle, and Twitter. Blew up with this pick. Everyone loves this pick. Spencer Brown, fantastic athlete, but definitely a developmental project for sure. This guy is a two or three year project, most likely, hopefully two years, but an incredible athlete. So we're obviously seeing a theme here, and then the theme is the trenches. Then in round five, they take another tackle, Tommy Doyle from Miami, Ohio, and this guy can play right tackle, left tackle, higher floor than Brown, but another problem. And so now, at this point, I'm like, okay, trenches are obviously uh, a concern for them. They're handling it. But now, at at this point, I'm yelling at my TV, please pick a defensive back. Please pick a wide receiver. Please, just just please pick these guys. So the Bills trade back a little bit, and they get Marquez Stevenson from Houston, wide receiver, who actually... Had a lot of, of uh, reps, had a lot of passes caught, but you listen to the breakdown of him and you read more about him, and he's basically an Isaiah McKenzie replacement. But the Bills, in a way, losing Andre Roberts has created two problems, really, for them in a way. Because you've got McKenzie, and now you've got Stevenson. One's returned punts, but not kicks, and the other one has returned kicks but not punts. So you if that's what's gonna happen, now you've gotta keep two guys in order to do the thing that one guy used to do. So getting Stevenson, let's go through the wide receivers real quick. Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis, McKenzie. Okay, but now you need Stevenson because he does what McKenzie doesn't do in terms of the return game. So now that's six. And now you've got guys like Jake Kumaro, Isaiah Hodgins, who I think Bills wanna see I think the we the fans we like some of those guys but now how many receivers are they keeping? 7? If I'm not mistaken they normally keep 6. So once again, you've created these these roster these bloated rosters and you've created it with people who you really need to keep. You've got to keep these guys unless you're going to cut McKenzie for Stevenson so you have created yourself another problem and this is a good problem to have yeah in a way except that you want all these guys you want all these guys to contribute you want to be able to keep them all you know you want to Isaiah Hodgins to get some reps so now round six comes and the Bills have two picks in a row and they take DeMar Hamlin safety pick 212 and quite frankly at this point I felt like The Rock. Finally, the Buffalo Bills have taken a defensive back. Like, my God. And then the pick right after, they take Rashad Wild Goose, cornerback, Wisconsin. So, finally, my shouts were answered. My, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure they were prayers, but it was answered. Great developmental guys, special teams guys. And they finish off the draft with, yes, another <laughs> offensive lineman guard Jake Anderson. So what did we learn from this draft? Well, I think we learned that Brandon Bean isn't lying. If you listen to his press conference, everyone's like, oh, Brandon Bean is this genius when it comes to to setting up smoke screens and and doing this and that the other. And I'm thinking to myself, guys, you know his press conference is 45 minutes long. Do you think he rehearsed all that in the mirror before he went out there? No, because he was being honest. What did he say? He said, we're drafting for the future. This was absolutely a draft for the future. Every single one of these guys, except Basham and to some extent Rousseau, are developmental players. And he said he was going to take the best player available on his board. Now, obviously, he made uh, a bit of a concerted effort to address the trenches, but Rousseau was obviously obviously the best player on their board, and they said they, had, they were going to trade down from 61, and the only person that would not allow them to trade down if he was there because they wanted him so bad because he was the best player on their board was Carlos Basham. So obviously, they really were picking the best player on their board, at least in the beginning. This is going to set up some really wild roster stuff like I talked about. I didn't even talk about the offensive line. If I'm not mistaken, the Bills have something like 15 or 16 offensive linemen at this point, I mean, that's a lot of offensive line. Let's take a quick look at the offensive line depth chart. Deion Dawkins, John Feliciano, Mitch Morse, Cody Ford, Darrell Williams, Spencer Brown, Jamil Douglas, Ryan Bates, Eit Bakker, Tommy Doyle, Forrest Lamp, Jordan Devi, Jack Ander- Anderson, Bobby Hart. They've got 14 offensive linemen right now. They would have had 15 if Trey Adams hadn't retired. So how many of these guys are making the roster? Obviously, Williams, Ford, Morris, Feliciano, Dawkins. you got to figure Bates and Botker are strong to make the list. Then you've got Anderson and Brown. I mean, Anderson and Doyle, who maybe they try to get on the practice squad. But Spencer Brown's going to be on the roster. He's a third-round pick. You can't sneak him through waivers. So right there, you're at eight. Now you've got, what is it, Jamil Douglas, Forrest Lamp. Forrest Lamp was a former first round pick and I know like you can't just be like oh you're a former first round pick you're on the roster but he was a former first round pick for a reason so you've got 10 or 11 legitimate guys plus two developmental guys so out of these 14 or 15 guys you (laughs) I look at is they really want to keep like 13 of these guys how are you gonna do it injured reserve you know practice squad there's all these things and we'll get into more of this later on as the year progresses but I'm just trying to illustrate that while, yeah you picked developmental prospects you still have to find a way to keep them in your organization so you can develop them because if somebody if you try to cut them or sneak them through waivers or whatever and somebody takes them then obviously you can't develop them because they're no longer on your team. So this is going to be a really interesting training camp, a really interesting you know roster cutdown day when it when it comes. I believe it'll be right at the end of August if I'm not mistaken. But overall, I like this draft. I really wish that they had taken a quarterback or a safety a little bit higher, and maybe instead of Tommy Doyle or something like that. I think this is a draft for the future for sure, and we won't really know how this plays out for at least three years, probably more like five years, but I will say that the pass rush going forward in the future is going to be scary, and that's what they obviously wanted. They wanted a scary pass rush. They saw what... Tampa did to the Chiefs, and they want to do the same thing to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes isn't going to be able to sit back there, you know, get his nails done, eat a sandwich, you know, watch a little Netflix. No, the Buffalo Bills are coming for Pat Mahomes. Well, that's it for me today, guys. I know it's a bit of a short podcast today. Once again, this is the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Gross. This is a part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. I hope you'll check that out. Apple, Spotify, all the other podcast platforms, you can find it. Check out the YouTube channel. I've got a Friday show. There's some other shows. Really hope you subscribe, like it, leave a rating, a review, comment on the YouTube videos. There's some great videos out there. All the guys here do a lot of hard work. I'm recording this podcast on... Tuesday, so I feel obligated to say to everyone, May the 4th be with you. To all the Star Wars fans out there, upcoming in the future, I'm going to have a huge guest series. I'm going to be bringing on somebody from every single opponent that the Bills will play this year in the summer for a summer crossover series. I'm hoping to get some Bills beat writers on, some of my fellow podcasters as well. We're going to squeeze it all in there and make it work. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Really appreciate it. YouTube show. Friday night with me, my co-host, Izzy. Come check us out. With that said, Bill's Mafia, find a way to embrace your growth mindset. And as always, trust the process.